Hello, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. I have got to tell you all about my puppy. But wait, before I get into that, I have to start with a trivia question. It may not sound related to my puppy dog, but you'll see how it all connects soon. All right, here's the trivia question. How many thoughts go through the human mind every day? Stop. Think. What, what went through your mind just now? A second ago. What about right now? (laughs) How many total thoughts like that do you have every day? The answer? Recent research reveals that we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. 60,000. That's a ton of words and concepts swirling around in our heads, and most are just passing through unnoticed. But just because many of our thoughts are overlooked, doesn't make them irrelevant. On the contrary, they play a huge part in forming our worldview and determining our responses to life situations. While I do not ascribe to psychiatry or Freudian philosophy, (laughs) I do value a variety of Sigmund Freud's observations about the human mind, especially when they echo what the Lord has already spoken. But here's a quote I believe is not only fitting, but also very true. According to Freud, thoughts and emotions outside of our awareness continue to exert an influence on our behaviors, even though we are unaware or unconscious of those underlying influences. The unconscious mind can include repressed feelings, hidden memories, habits, thoughts, desires, and reactions. End quote. So in the same way that deep thoughts affect and shape our behavior, external stimuli impact and persuade our inner inklings as well. You know that saying, garbage in, garbage out? It is 100% true. In the same way that we are what we eat, (laughs) we become what we think. Now this has been indisputably proven. There's just countless studies out there on how humans react to hearing, seeing, and consequently assimilating repeated messages. In fact, for centuries, politicians, businesses, grassroots organizations, world leaders, advertisers, they've all capitalized on this reality, and it is in full swing today. And scripture confirms this as well. The fact that our thoughts determine our actions is scattered throughout the pages of the Bible. Consider these verses. As we think in our hearts, so are we. That's in Proverbs 23. And yes, Jehovah God spoke that long before Buddha did. (laughs) If you look online, you'll think, oh, wow, Buddha came up with that saying. Actually, he didn't. (laughs) The Lord who created humankind came up with it. God says, as we think in our hearts, so are we. Then Galatians 6 says that we reap what we sow. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. If you sow to the Spirit of God, you will reap everlasting life. Then how about James 1, saying that desire leads to enticement, which leads to sin, which ends in death. Then also Ephesians 4 says that unbelievers will walk in the futility of their minds in ignorance with blindness of heart which, without repentance, leads to living in lewdness and greed. 
Are you seeing how our thoughts lead to the way that we behave? Ephesians 4 continues saying, But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Well, to seal the deal on these truths, let's finish with this scripture in Philippians 4 and continue to move on. Philippians 4, 8-9. You're familiar with these scriptures, but listen to them carefully as you connect this with the truth that our thoughts really do determine how we behave. All right, this is what the scripture says. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, Paul says, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Did you hear that? We think, we learn, we receive, we hear, we see, we see and then we do. And if the things we ponder on are of the Lord, if they're true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous, and praiseworthy, like I just read, then, there's an if-then here, then the God of peace will be with us. Amen. Simple, right? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> You're probably like, yeah, it's not, it's not that easy, is it? Well, I'm about to complicate things, but I promise it will only be temporary, so hang in there with me. <laughs> Did you know that we are actually called to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ? Yes, every thought, every one of those 60,000 thoughts we have a day and every day. So why, why, what does it even matter? <laughs> why do we need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ? Well, 2 Corinthians 10 verses three to five explains. This is what those scriptures say. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Listen, our thoughts are like strongholds, like fortresses, they come as an argument or a high thing that attempts to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. People, we are in a war and it is not carnal. It is spiritual. And our well-being and ultimately our eternal existence is determined by how we process our thoughts. We must bring every thought into a captivity to the obedience of Christ. So how on earth are we supposed to take captive every one of those 60,000 plus thoughts every day? Well, as one who has resolved to do this for a couple decades now, <laughs> I don't do it perfectly, but I can answer with assurance. The answer is one thought at a time. <laughs> I can also add with encouragement, the more we make it this a habit, the better we get at it. So you're probably wondering, what does all this have to do with my puppy dog? Everything. Here goes. Are you ready? 
let me tell you all about my little doggy. <laughs> my brain is my puppy dog. No, no, really, I mean it. No, listen, consider the various correlations between a person's precious canine and his or her own priceless cranium. Here we go. Both a dog and a human brain exhibit a variety of emotions, including empathy and comfort. Both experience fear and react strongly to startling stimuli. Both a dog and our brains perk up with warning signs and we will do what is needed to protect and defend our owner. Both the brain and a dog develop similar long-term responses to either being loved or being mistreated. Both come running when it's time to eat. Both need to be fed and both need to take naps. Like a pet dog, your brain could be considered as man's best friend. And both can be trained. So here is how I train my pup. Ready? Just five simple steps. Stop. Think. Sit. Stay. Good dog. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's break it down. Stop. Throughout the day, make a conscious effort to stop and think about what you were just pondering at that moment. I've been taught to think of this like pressing the pause button on your remote control, the remote control of your brain. Okay, so stop. Then think. Rewind the video a few seconds. From where did that thought come? Was there a trigger? Was an emotion connected to it? Okay, so stop. Think. The next one is sit. Sit. Confidently command that thought to now sit under the blood of Jesus in the light of his word. Is that notion noble? Is it true? Is it just, pure, and praiseworthy? Does it line up with the truth as revealed in Scripture? If so, keep it. Hold on to it. On the other hand, if that contemplation is a stronghold, if it argues against the knowledge of God, as if to exalt itself above the Lord, then cast it down. Refuse it immediately. Say out loud, according to James 4, verse 7, I submit to God, I resist that thought from the devil, and it has to flee from me right now in Jesus' name. Okay, after you've done that, then you stay. Stay. Sit and stay. Replace that lie or unholy thought with a scripture. Now listen, this is easy. Please don't complicate it. You can just do a quick internet search and find a verse that negates that faulty reasoning. On my website, I actually have about, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 already put together if you'd like. You can visit my website at lianabolden.com on the scriptures page. But anyway, you could just easily do this. Uh, grab your phone and do a quick search. Look for a verse that negates the negative thought. And determine by an act of your will to, in that moment, trust the Lord and to stay your mind on him by renewing your mind with that truth. Listen, he will change your thoughts as you are faithful to train your brain. And then I say, well, good dog, be nice to yourself. Speak kindly to your brain. Taking every thought captive can be hard work. <laughs> and when you've done it, you've done well. And give the Lord glory. As you trust in him and do this, he promises to keep you in perfect peace. 
Stop. Think. Sit. Stay. Good dog. Let me tell you this scripture here, and then we're going to finish with a challenge, a, a, just short, a short challenge here. But listen to Isaiah 26.3. You, that's the Lord, we speak to the Lord. You, Lord, will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, Lord, because he trusts in you. Stay your mind on the Lord and trust in him. Okay, so here's my challenge. How is your puppy? If you were to tell me all about your brain, how would you describe it? I wonder if your doggy is like mine. It's got a few old tricks that need to be replaced with some new ones. <laughs> but the greatest challenge we face as we teach our old hound new tricks is those squirrels. Yes, I said squirrels. Do you know how a dog will be doing fine by your side and then suddenly get distracted by a squirrel? Within seconds, your loyal pet loses his scruples, forgets everything else, and fixates on that distracting rodent. Well, similarly, we'll be doing fine with the Lord, our thoughts aligned with the light of his truth, when suddenly, squirrel, our head whips around, our ears and eyes are diverted, and our minds begin to spin out of control and into the enemy's grip. We freeze, mentally distracted by some idea that yanks us away from that peaceful place of sit and stay. You know, those sly, scheming squirrels, they can appear in many forms, including, here are a few. They can be thoughts that lead us to question God's love and goodness towards us. They can be confusion that leaves us unable to discern God's direction. Or they're like overwhelming imaginations that erroneously fill in blanks and unknowns. They can be fearful assumptions about the future. What's worse, those voracious vermin present themselves as powerfully convincing. But don't be persuaded by their deception. Every untruth is a lie. And lies are from our enemy, the devil, whose very name is, and I quote from John 8, a murderer from the beginning and the father of lies. So if your puppy is your brain, and the squirrels are the thoughts in your brain that draw you away from staying your mind on the truth, then I ask you today, what are your specific squirrels? What are they? Is it lust? Anger? Unforgiveness? Jealousy? Discontentment? Whatever they are, name those sneaky squirrels and expose them, call them out, and chastise them. You can catch those naughty squirrels and teach them a lesson and cast them down before they get the best of your puppy. Then rest in the perfect peace of the Lord as you put your trust in him. Train your brain to sit and stay in the truth and prove to the world and to yourself that whether yours is an old lethargic dog or a youthful, playful pup, you really can teach it new tricks. Stop. Think. Sit. Stay. Good dog.